Welcome back. This is where we are. Happy Buona Wika to everybody, and for English speakers, that means Language Month in Filipino. As you can hear, I deliberately recorded this intro with mics pointed at the neighborhood karaoke party as tribute to my Filipino roots. But in all seriousness, episode 8 is gonna be about language, and more specifically, without getting into too much details, the language situation in the Philippines and how it relates to identity. Listen to us through iTunes and give us a 5-star rating and review to help the podcast be known. We are also available through Spotify and would love to have you there as well. Become our patron through patreon.com slash where we are because we really need all the help that we can get to keep this podcast up and improve it even further. Without further ado, here is episode number 8. Enjoy! What is your first language? My first language, yeah. as in when I was born, it's like the first thing yeah, that I... Yeah, your mother tongue, technically. I would actually say I think it's English. Mm. But that came first because I remember when I was four, okay. I would speak English the whole time. Yeah, of course. Until when I was, I think, five or six when I started attending school. That's when I learned Filipino. Filipino. But I also learned from back then my, I know, uh, my, my yaya. Yeah. That time. So for those listeners out there who don't know what Ayaya is, it's in English, it's a babysitter. Yeah, it is yeah. a babysitter. That's that's it. So I was exposed to that. And I would actually back then, after kindergarten, hmm. my babysitter would actually take me to her house because um, my parents weren't around back then. And this was in uh this was in Manila. I, I used to I used to live there in downtown Manila. And from there, because of the people she would hang out with, I was eventually exposed to Filipino. Filipino. Like, very slang Filipino, in mm. fact. Yeah. So over time, and I also started, uh, I, I went to a um, local school um, yeah. back, back in elementary. So, you know, I, I really learned Filipino there fluently. Um, from It was very deep, actually, because we had to do literature, poetry at in Filipino. In Filipino at that time. So I became really fluent, actually. Even despite moving to uh, in, in, in an international school back in high school, it never really went away from me being able to speak that. And of course, because um, my circle of friends back in elementary, I'm we're still close. Oh, that's good. And they really sp- speak vulgar Filipino. Filipino. So I... To me, it's been it's been part of my um my language, but I would say definitely the first language that I've ever spoke when I was uh, young when when I when I could uh as I could rem- as far as I could remember is English. Yeah. Um, if I may ask, why English? Well, it, of course, this is just a uh, like an obvious question. Yeah. You're, you're Filipino, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why did you learn English first before Filipino? I think it actually has something to do with my mom. Because my mom worked in the UK okay. for a while. So she was a nurse there. But she would once in a while come back. Yeah. And my aunt as well took care of me. So, And she also worked in Hong Kong. So so they were... Yeah, technically the same. Both of them were, were like working abroad. Yeah. But my dad, he was really just like whatever. Like he didn't make a big deal out of like the first language that I would speak. So by default, 
through my aunt and my mom, I was conditioned to speak English at that time. Because that's what they were used to, given the context of like where they were. Of course. So I think it was really just by the situation at that time. Well, my parents that time. So. It's interesting because um, my first language is also English. So the first yeah. language that I learned is English because of my parents. But I do not actually know the reason why. Okay. Like it's just probably, um, I think it, they thought that it, it would be more convenient for me to excel in that exact phrase. Right. I think it would be more convenient for me to excel in society and education and everything if my foundation was English. So basically, so it, was it like seemed I, like a gateway. Yeah, yeah. It's, to it, it's a op, quote unquote opportunities. Yeah if, yeah. if it was like built from the foundation. Okay. I, I always thought that you were Filipino. You were a Filipino speaker first. Because yeah. you. The next was actually Bisaya. Because I spent um, at least three years of my childhood in Davao. In Davao? Yeah. So it would be funny because, of course, the language of the house is English. But sometimes I would like slip in Visayan and my parents wouldn't understand shit. Okay. So, but I forgot yeah. everything when I came back to Manila. So uh, I don't remember it at all. That's interesting because um, I have a British friend yeah. who knows how to speak Visaya, but only because since at a young age, he studied there in Cebu. Interesting. So when I heard him speak, he's like super, he has an English accent. But he can speak Bisaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he can't speak um, Filipino. Filipino yeah. yeah. So that's really interesting. And yeah. Um, for By the way, for those listeners out there who don't know what Bisaya is, ah, yeah. it's basically uh, it's a Fili- dialect. The it's Philippines a, has yeah. three islands. Uh, Luzon, three Bisayas, islands. and Mindanao. So, and it's a country with a hundred languages. Trust me. Like yeah. a lot. Languages. Yeah. And um, just to get this clear... They are not dialects. Please search yeah. for the meaning of a dialect and they are not dialects. Yeah. If someone talks to me in Cebuano, I will not understand a single shit about that. Yeah. So that is not a dialect. Yeah. So literally, um, because we're an archipelago, we literally have so many languages and it turns out that Filipino, for the most part, is actually eight, are, yeah, eight, um, eight languages yeah. put together. Yeah. But... This is a misconception again that it's people mix Filipino with Tagalog. Yeah, it is that that's unfair. Yeah, for both sides. Yeah. That's unfair for Tagalogs and that's also fair for non-Tagalogs. Yeah. So the idea the reason why there was Filipino to begin with was because history um the idea was it was going to be a language that would put together other languages. So um, in our language, we actually have a mix of languages that were taken from different parts yeah. of the islands. Yes. And that includes, um, as Migs is, uh, is talking about now, Bisaya, yep. which is mainly talked about in Cebu, um, some parts of Mindanao, Davao, yeah, Davao. and Cagayan de Oro. So, yeah. So, that's, that's really um, interesting that... Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and... Um... For some reason, there are parents that stick to that ideal that it's easier to it, it it's better to raise a child if you give the child the English language. Yes, first. like I absolutely know a lot of like friends who are who seem to 
see English like that because when they speak to some crowds, I would say they would code switch. They would use yeah. English. But if they're speaking to another crowd, they would use Filipino. Yep. Knowing that Filipinos in general can speak English anyway because all of us are, I would say, natural English speakers because we were westernized. Yeah. Right? Probably not natural. Yeah, not natural. But... That's not the word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I get your point. It's like um, we're all of the science, all of the text, the law is written. I mean, at least we yeah. have a part of the law that's written in English. Yeah. It's a second so, language. Yeah, it's a second yeah, language. That's, that's, yeah, that's it. So I'm sure it is pretty convenient for everybody to use English. Yeah. And even those who are like very, um, quote-unquote, low on the status side, like they would, even the vendors outside would have a, like a, the roughest idea of English. Yeah. And would be able to speak to foreigners when they... When yeah. they come. Although yeah. it's like really broken English. And but like, like they could speak it. Yeah, but like, they, yeah. they could communicate, at least communicate mm. what is required. Yeah. And um, just so everybody knows, why are we talking about the language? Because so, it turns out it's August and here in the Philippines, August is one ng wika. Yeah, and one, so in English, that means... Month of language. Month of language. Yeah, language month. Yeah. In as Ira was saying a while ago, I mean, this was not recorded yet, but um, the Filipino language in, and the English language in its relation with the Filipino people is a pretty dynamic topic. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I asked um, why, uh, what, what Ira's first language is, is because I wanted to know if he had a similar situation with mine. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I actually knew that I would actually guess that Ira's first language is English, mm. given that I know I know him. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure and make it clear that there are people like Ira and myself here in the Philippines that learn English yeah. as their first language. But that doesn't prevent us from being like excellent in Filipino as well. Yeah. So I have um this is one of the things that I don't understand. Just a short take on it. Why there are people who say that they don't, they're not good in Filipino because they were raised using English. Yeah. And that doesn't com- make any sense at all. I think it's more of the environment. Like, um, you went to uh, the Mani- Man- uh, a school in Manila. Yeah. And I went into a suburban hi- high school. School, basically all of my school in like Las Piñas. So the crowd there was very like Filipino speaking. Yeah. And like vulgar Filipino speaking. Yeah. And when you're with that crowd, you get, you you become an excellent Filipino speaker. Especially with the slang. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually, um, when I went to college, I had to revert back to my earlier years when I actually used English exclusively because. Even I was guilty that my Filipino was too crude for the people there. I, but it's not because that I'm a crude person, but because there are people who associate things with people who speak in a certain way. Way, yes. And this is not just about speaking Filipino. This is about speaking Filipino in a certain way. So I'm just lucky that 
like I can code switch and I can speak in good Filipino, I can speak in like extremely scummy Filipino. Yeah, I'm pretty flexible with that, like yeah, yeah. The vulgar, yeah. But that's what's interesting here, yeah. as you've pointed out, that language here in the Philippines is used in relation to status. Identity. Uh, identity, status, uh, economic standing, mm. um, culture. Yeah, culture. Definitely. Quote-unquote breeding. Yeah. Um, actually, your affiliations. Yeah. Connections. Everything. Networks. Yeah. And I think this is the trend that makes and I notice that I think one big reason why we we speak or code switch yeah. in different contexts, it's because we want to have that sense of belonging. We feel that we want to be, I guess, in that crowd at the same time because language could be an indicator of like, you know, it could be a tool for you to connect. I mean, with a certain crowd, not just in terms of like speaking, but feeling that you're part of that, I would say, crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, it's, you could say it is belonging, but it is more of, um, are you capable to become part of our clique? Yeah. Because um, look at it this way. Um, when you go, for example, to a big-ass university and you, sp- you try to speak like the school speaks, you nobody is alien. Uh, you are not alienated, and people feel safe around you. Like they could be your friend. They could be you could be trusted. Yeah. You could be worked with. People could work with you. But at the same time, if you like go to a lower tier school or society and start speaking like too high, or like speaking as if the how the rich people speak, yeah, they would be alienated. And you would be alienated. So it's also a sense of belonging because you cannot just like code switching is important, in other words. That um it's not necessarily just because you have to appease them, but you have to let them know that you understand their background. You're relate, you can relate. Yeah. yeah. And also, if you go into like like the trash yards of the Philippines, like the shittiest of shittiest places. And you know that you can code switch into like the rawest, vulgarest form of Filipino and like people hear you. People will enjoy your company. Yeah. And people will not feel threatened at all. Yeah. Regardless of what you are. Yeah. Like if you know how to speak their language, Mm. quote unquote, they're pretty cool with you. And that's where like people feel the rift because like it's like the lower tier language speaking with higher tier language and vice versa because yeah. like who the fuck is this are you uncivilized you know, you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah it's like, like rich kid versus yeah rich kid versus not so rich kid yeah. or like not only that it's not even just like the economic it's like there's actually here um a perception towards a provincial person versus a city person right oh, fuck that's another thing that's another thing it's like here, there's really a big... It's very status-driven here it's in our not, society. It's not also just provincial versus city. It's like Manila versus the rest of the world. Like, yeah, very like regional. You yeah. Know. And um, it's actually the opposite in my case. Makes, okay. Like, so when I moved to college, transitioned to college, I actually had to revert back to my elementary Filipino because there are like 
no, my my you know Filipino um my vulgar Filipino because back in elementary I was very you know I spoke very I used a lot of street words back yeah. then. So when I went to college, there was that crowd th- that spoke like that. So um, in terms of making friends, because that was I think moving to college, that was my first priority, which is yeah. to meet people. Of course, yeah. So I from so from English cuz yeah I I had to like use more Filipino back then cuz when I was speaking in English people would look at you at a certain way people would think you're incredibly formal um even in a way cold and in a way in my in my um experience like Mr like know it all quote unquote if she spoke you know in, in in really good English. That that was the perception. In fact, snobbish as well. So, so to adapt, I became more. Um, I would I would adjust, yeah, yeah, to being to speaking Filipino, because to me that was for me the gateway to connecting and being more relatable and approachable to some of the people to that crowd that I was trying to, um. Trying to connect with, because I think in terms of our interest, it was very like-minded. So I wanted to be in, you know, that quote-unquote click or whatever. Um, your friends, um, do most of them speak English? Are 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 they primarily English speakers or like Filipino speakers? Most of your friends. Um, so they're actually my friends. Some of them were actually... Until now. I'm, I'm oh, talking until about now. until now. Like well, those, the friends that you've kept. Yeah. Okay. They're primarily, primarily Filipino speakers. Okay. So, so actually, if I, if we would speak English, it's something that we wouldn't take like seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we would speak English when after a few drinks, you know, yeah, it, for sure. it becomes a laughing I, I, I matter. I get you. I get you. But like, not, uh, quote unquote, naturally, I would speak we would speak in Filipino. Filipino. Yeah, definitely. I would say the same for myself and um, most of my friends. The way we converse is obviously Filipino. And I think that shows something about what crowd we want. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure there are crowds that speak mostly to people who are also English speakers or at least people who try their best to speak that certain way. Yeah. Um this uh, it may sound as maybe snobbish, but I think people who have a, a wide range of um speaking capability regardless if it's English or Filipino, what I mean is the range. Like I can speak English now, I can speak academic English later, I can speak like Cool English later. Yeah, I like I'm very speak, flexible with like yeah, yeah proper Filipino. Yeah. I can speak like raw Filipino, vulgar Filipino. Yeah. Those people who have, in particular, the wide Filipino yeah. side, I think in general are more are easier to get um, to become friends with. Yeah, like they're more. Um, um, how do I say it? Friendly or like sociable. Sociable, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. So, so it's interesting that uh, what this may imply. That's why I'm saying that it might be snobbish. 
is that usually those who have um who speak the higher tier languages languages exclusively have a tendency to look down on people who don't at least in my experience not only that um in terms of the people that they hang out with it's just a certain crowd they're stuck to that i would say i wouldn't say stuck but like again that's where they would lean on yeah otherwise they would just feel again uh, as you said earlier on alienated or left out or like superior yeah, which is like that's the another worst, thing. worst the worst the worst form yeah yeah like w- what are these savages doing here exactly but you can't deny that there are people who feel that way but that's the thing it's a bit it's co- it's actually tragic that we're all Filipino and there tends to be like these reactions in real life. Like this actually happens. You yeah, know? that. I mean, well, it does happen to uh, other countries as well. But yeah. these are more um, directed towards like regional variations. Yeah. Like it's for us, it's like Manileño versus Cebuano or the thing like that. Yeah. But for like really the foundational language versus like a second language and within those two languages you have these different variations that show your status symbol like i think that's a very unique filipino phenomenon yeah and it turns out i think we're just fortunate that despite being able uh, that the first language that we would speak uh, we spoke with uh, English. Um, we managed to learn how to speak fluent Filipino with the accent as well. Like yeah. being, yeah. But it, it it's funny because like, um, my accent isn't actually very good. Like for uh, for the typical rich kid, um, person who grew up in LA then went back or grew up somewhere in the states. Typical, hey, I came from the states. Type of yeah. Filipino kid, rich Filipino kid. Like, my English is very... It still has that Filipino kick to it. It's because, primarily, that my parents were not... Didn't have the accent. But they spoke perfect English. Yeah. Without the accent, though. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like Supreme Court English. <laughs> Supreme... See? Oh, okay. That's a thing. Supreme Court English. Supreme Court English. Anybody who is in the Philippines, try listening to Supreme Court hearings. They're speaking in English, but the accent is like this. Because the Constitution of ah, 1979 yes. is spoken like this. Uh, That's what I mean. Yeah. So although like the grammar is perfect, the vocabulary was uh, extensive, like the the accent I picked it up primarily through media, like TV, movies. Yeah. But the biggest contributor of of that all is music. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I ha- I am guilty of one elitistic thought myself when it comes to English mm-hmm. that I it's okay for me for people to have like very Filipino English accents, of course, but I hate it when people try to cover songs that they can't seem to. It's okay to not nail an accent perfectly when you're trying to sing, but like butcher it. And it's okay if you're like singing the karaoke or whatever. But this is not karaoke. (laughs) But if you're like trying to record covered material and you're like 
main point is, if you're gonna write English music, sing English music, accent is a part of it. Because accent, you hear accent. So if you, same thing for Filipino. If you're a Filipino sing- singer and you can't pronounce Filipino words properly, like you sound like a, like an American dude trying to speak Filipino. Kamusta ka? Like that. <laughs> if you don't improve your accent, it, it yeah, that's the main point. If you don't improve your ha- accent, regardless if it's English or yeah. Filipino, it sounds shitty. And it sounds like you're trying hard. Like at you're least, forcing at, at the least, issue. At least for singing. Yeah, in the context yeah, of singing. Yeah, in the context of singing. Especially when you're doing covers. Yeah. And you're planning to publish your covers and make money from it. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, There's this very popular, I keep hearing it in some restaurants, that there's this girl that keeps covering um, popular songs. And one of the songs that she covered was uh, uh, Let It Go, Frozen, whatever. Okay. But like, the words were, they sounded different. It sounded funny. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's different. <laughs> I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna name any demographic from where it came from, but it sounds off. For the song. For the song. <laughs> I mean, people get that. It's it's not it's not being like it's not gatekeeping anyone, but it's something that should be improved aside from your actual singing voice. Yeah, because that's part of it. It's like being a mumble rapper versus a conscious rapper. <laughs> that's the same thing. Yeah, if yeah. you can actually speak your words or you're just mumbling, yeah. that's the same thing with panda, accent. Panda, panda, panda. Yeah, I'm not saying mumble rap isn't good, but at least. Know that there is a difference. Yeah. It matters. And know your capabilities. <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, as I was saying, we were fortunate to actually learn Filipino along with the accent. Yep. But I actually turned I have a friend who was raised here. Okay. Throughout his life. And as an American his first language is English. I know someone. Uh, his, but his accent is American. I know I know someone with the same situation. Very American. Like I wouldn't think that he came I thought I would think that he would he came from um LA or San Francisco. He can speak Filipino, but that's the thing. That's I think I would say that's the problem that he's facing. Because his he can speak Filipino, but the accent he feels that when he would speak to Hello, Filipinos here in Manila. Oh, he would, would be he would be laughed at. He's yeah, very conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sticks to English. To English, and I've known him since yeah, I've known him since elementary, and it's only now because he's trying to embrace his identity, that sense of belonging, that sense of home, that now he's putting an effort to speak Filipino. But I'm also guilty of this because throughout. The time throughout our friendship, we I've I've always been used to him speaking English, English and I think yeah. no, this is on my part. I think part of encouraging him to speak Filipino is for me to speak Filipino with him as well. So I think that's what I should do, and I'm guilty of not doing that enough. But now he's actually studying in the U.S. He's gonna come back here, I think December, and that's that's something that I would I should bear in mind, because he really is putting an effort, and and yeah. And for someone who's very, who's trying to know his roots, I think it's someone that you can uh, definitely look up to. Um, it's something that you should commend. And yeah, that's definitely, I should approach it 
that way the next time I see him. I would speak to him more actually in Filipino. Yeah, I, yeah. I know someone who has a similar situation and when he speaks Filipino, like it's a little bit awkward. So people take that against him and say that, oh, you're you're a con, you're some shit. But like it's... Or you're, you're, you're an amboy, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, like completely unintentional. Yeah. So I, I kind of like get where your friend is coming from as well. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is we've been talking about like English with high culture and Filipino with low culture mm. in a nutshell, basically. Yeah. But there's this um, special thing that's happening in the Philippines. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm the only one who observed. Probably not. But I know a couple of people who are like filthy rich. Like filthy rich. But who speak the worst English and speak like the crudest Filipino available. And at first, I was wondering, like, what 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 happened along the way? Because, Why is this the case? Yeah. yeah, and this is not like like humble rich Filipino. This is like filthy rich Filipino that, like, obviously like class A, yeah, creme, yeah, yeah, creme yeah. de la creme, or yeah, yeah. And um, one of my friends uh, pointed this out that. Dude, it's because uh, they were raised by their drivers and yayas. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah, it's that interesting happens. because uh, from when, when my friend told me that, like, I started counting all of the people that <laughs> that shares the same. Yeah, um, that shares the same like trope. Yeah, and like I'm like, oh shit, it is because they were raised by their like their staff. So even that alone, right? You can tell someone's in a way upbringing. And family background through their language. Yeah, but now when I yeah. like, now I find it sad. Like when I see, especially yeah. uh, there's this there's this um, particular person that we call Lord Douchebag, because um, not saying where we found him or where we stumble across him, but basically he's a he's Lord Douchebag. He has a sports car. He's a ah, like okay. brings the trophy trophy girlfriend that does nothing. Like is completely not empowered. Just like. Bring he she he just brings the girl anywhere like Mister Mister quote unquote Alpha Mister yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all that you get yeah. that I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. Get, get into too much yeah, too yeah, much yeah, context because yeah. I might give away yeah, 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 yeah. the there yeah he's Lord douchebag so he drives this nice sports car I'm not gonna name it anyway it's too identifiable <laughs> but when the person speaks like it's salitang kanto. In other words, it's like street, um, pure authentic Filipino street language that's even like cruder than usual. Like hood. Like hood. <laughs> like Filipino, hood Filipino language. <laughs> and like, hmm. Then when I like heard him try to interact in English, it's like so bad. Like so bad. Like it's painful. It's painful to hear. That don't bother, please. Yeah. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> but now when I realize that, yeah, they are, it's because they are raised by either drivers, or yayas, yayas, yeah. maids, butlers. I find it sad. Yeah. So that that's like the testimony of what happens when 
your parents are too rich to find time for you. Yeah, when they're quote-unquote busy to even take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. That is, yeah, pretty sad. Yeah. I actually have some friends back in high school who are an extreme man. I wouldn't even mention their names, but they don't speak Filipino plainly because they're actually ashamed of it. Ew, fuck. Like, that's the extreme. Like, they will... like they will speak like literally try to sound as American as they possibly can. And they would only speak Filipino in whispers when they would speak, for example, to their yayas, their drivers. But other than that, zero, like literally, they won't. Because what they think is this is again, I'm trying to pick into their heads. Like you speak Filipino equals JJ. Yeah, like, or like lower class. Lower class, in other words. Um, that's that. Yeah, or and they explicitly admit that, like they don't want to speak. Like they can. Like I, I've, I've heard them a few times, and it's actually funny. Like the way they talk. Like it's very, like very Western Kamusta kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. accent. But yeah, I I remember this. I'm not sure if this circulated through. TV or media or whatever. I mean, social media. There's this um, person who said, like, I only speak Filipino. Oh, uh, like, Filipino is a... The only use of Filipino is for me to communicate with lower yes. class people. Who, who is that? Um, I can't exactly remember. But that's exactly the vibe. Or, like, that's what they would explicitly tell me. Um, it it they saw Filipino just as a tool. Yeah, yeah, exactly it's like, it. Exactly it. It, it. There's nothing more special about it. Yeah. People forget how difficult good Filipino is. Like, if you would stick to like not just Tagalog, not just Cebuan, like Filipino as literary Filipino. Yeah, is very hard, hard. to create and very hard to read. Yeah. So like. It's very sad that people underestimate the beauty of the Filipino language. Not only that, I think it stems from identity crisis as well. That yeah, some and, there, people and people are, are ashamed just not, of it. Are just ashamed of being Filipino. Yeah, because yes, technically, because you're you're ashamed of using a language because this is the language that is identifiable with the Filipino people, and you don't want to identify yourself with the Filipino pe- Filipino people. And not only that, they want to live the American, the Western lifestyle. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening to a lot of people in the elite class. And it's sad because that's, I think, the biggest thing that our society is facing, that we are indeed in an identity crisis. Like, some of us are not really attached to our roots or not really aware of it. Precisely because some of us want to build our way up, quote unquote, in society, that we've lost track of like the things that we should be valuing as a people, as a, as a people who share similar cultures in an archipelago. Exactly. Yeah. I, re- I remember a couple of old people's like people saying, "I don't understand why there is no more Spanish in the curriculum. Like, Spanish should be taught to everybody." That's another thing. And I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> <You're> like, why? 
But here's the thing: some people in the elite class they speak Spanish as well up until now, despite yeah, yeah, yeah. like not having you know formal education in yep, Spanish. Yep, yep. Like it's like passed down. Yeah. By the grandparents. Yep, yep. Yeah, I have friends who are like that as well. Like very mestizo. They yeah they want to maintain that I guess the Castilian yeah, 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 identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I mean, I get the utilitarian standpoint for learning English because technically that's how you how business is done. That's the language of business. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's like understandable yeah. that we have English in our curriculum. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just unfortunate that English is like the language of like America and UK and Australia. I mean, countries which at least for America, which technically controlled the Philippines. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to put up learning their language, but it's required. Yeah. Because that's the standard of the world and we can't do anything about that. Yeah. But like, Spanish? Like, yeah. If you, that's a thing. You're, you're only saying that people should learn Spanish because you identify with what? The Spanish whatever. Yeah, the mestizo. Yeah, so, it, so, so again, yeah. it's just a status thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It, that's exactly it. It's not even, a, I would say, it's not, for the most part, with the way they see it, it's not even about the heritage thing. It's really about yeah, yeah, yeah. how people perceive them. Perceive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's how status-driven language is in the Philippines. It's not really just by regions. It's something that actually affects us in everyday life. Like, whether we realize it or not, like the way we... We approach people the way we talk to people. What we use, uh, we're we're going back to that again. But yeah, and if if you actually want something extremely frank, the reason why this podcast is in English because our demographic would probably appreciate it if it were in English. That's yeah. primarily the only reason because some people are too shallow face value to listen to anything that's not on English. Yeah. So hopefully if you've like listened to the previous seven, eight, seven episodes and like have a glimpse of what we're trying to say here, which is technically don't be an asshole. Maybe for some blessing by whatever heavens, you finally accept Filipino as nothing related necessarily to the status, but just your language as a Filipino, as a citizen of the Philippines, that you should never be ashamed of. Definitely. But, I mean, this pod, the medium by in which we conduct this podcast we are part is, of that reality. is the exact testament that this language status problem exists. Yeah. Because again, as Mig says, we're essentially catering to a demographic. Yeah. A profile. Yeah. And that's exactly, really, yeah. The, the, and and that, that's what's sad about it. Just for us to tap within a Filipino demographic, we have to switch to a non-Filipino language. Yeah. Say that to any other nationality and that could sound absurd. But this is how it works here. But it's how it works here. This but is where we just, are. Just to prove yeah. a point. Yeah. 
So now, so now all of our listeners just left the room. Like, yeah, we, they just yeah, left they, the room. Yeah, we have no nobody's listening now. Zero. Yeah, they're they're gonna think we're snobs now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye bye. <laughs> no, but but really, yeah, that's that's really the culture here. And you know what? To be honest, back when I was in high school, because I was in that culture. I did feel detached from being Filipino for a bit. Okay. In terms of like, like I yeah, like because I was surrounded by that crowd. Yeah, I didn't really want. I wanted to like, be, very Western. In fact, like, but then, come college, there was a specific point in my um, life, where that turned around, where I actually become driven to be proudly. Filipino, not yeah, very proud in terms of my roots, not the Filipino pride that you see on social media. <laughs> not when there's like a Manny Pacquiao, you cheer for him because he's so Filipino. For those who who get the reference, it's not about being a Pinoise. Yeah. You know what Pinoise is? <laughs> exactly, a Pinoise which is shallow yeah. nationalism. Yeah. I, I'm talking about being who I am, where I come from. That that kind of pride. And that, that's something that's been awakened in me again. And now I feel that definitely I shouldn't, yeah, I, I'm not ashamed now. In fact, I, I'm actually proud of being able to speak fluent Filipino. And I'm, I'm actually, also very every, fortunate. Anybody who's able to speak in fluent Filipino should be proud of themselves. Yeah. And like, I mean, if, you, if you're comfortable talking that way, why would... Why shouldn't you? And did you see recently, right? A few years ago, the beauty like, like, there was there was, for example, a beauty pageant, right? And someone, you know, the major major, um, yeah. So there was this um Filipina beauty pageant who was in Miss World or Miss Universe or whatever it was. There was a choice. You you could speak in pure Filipino or you could speak in English. Basically, she chose English and. She botched it, like when she was answering the Q and A, like it really it sounded really awkward. Yeah, and there's so there was a big public out outrage or some controversy or even like they were making fun of the whole thing. Yep. But the point is, there was actually a choice to speak fluent Filipino. But again, that's a reflection of like yeah, what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> like I'd rather speak. English, then kind of botch it, then actually speak my national language. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's it it, it is sad. It is sad. It's also funny. It just made me realize that when people travel abroad, let's talk about food. They're gonna go to this like, especially if it's like East Asia. Let's let's go to um, Hong Kong. Let's pick Hong Kong. Like when they go to Hong Kong, they're gonna go to like um like the wet market, street market, night market, like where it's really you really feel the stink of Hong Kong. Like the, the real the yeah, real like you know street, gritty, street gritty food, city, neon yeah. lights, yeah. like wet wet so uh wet ground. Yeah. And it's like perfectly fine. And like it's wow, this is so exotic, this is so nice. But when they go back to the Philippines, like they're they're never gonna touch anything that's street food. It has to be glorified. Like it's like 
by the way, I hate those restaurants which sell like glorified street food for like thrice the price just because <laughs> there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah. There's even a quote-unquote fusion where yeah, they and that, mi- mix yakitori with, um, you know, Filipino, the street fair. Like yeah. this, what's this restaurant that closed, Arakama? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna sell like squid balls for like 200 pesos. Fancy, Fancy right? Well, when that, could the... have been, that could have been 15 pesos if you were to like... Damn. The double standards are extremely painful to witness. Yeah. Like, when it's a different country, exotic is nice. But when it's Filipino, exotic is, like, poor. Exactly. In fact, it's the same thing. No, and the street the street food culture, and when they go to other countries, as you said, it's something that's exciting. But here, they would say, oh, street vendors, they're an eyesore. We should, you know, <laughs> kick, them out, kick them out of the road. Are you kidding me? Like, but it's also, if you would, like, realize the culture of the people there... Like street food, street food is for everybody. But here in the Philippines, street oh, food is not no, for everybody. No, 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 no way. Yeah, absolutely. Like street food here is not something that the upper class really. Yeah, look up and to. you know, yeah. if like safety is your only reason, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. It's not safety. It's not sat. Hey, Erwan, are you listening to this? <laughs> it's not sanitation. No, in fr- actually, in French, Erwan does go to. Yeah, he does have street food. To be fair, but I mean, it's for his vlog. But like, yeah. It's like, it's such a yeah. big deal. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Like, that's the reason that I feel very lucky for growing up in a school which is very down to earth. Like, I went to college. Then um, we were talking about drinking. Like, preferred drinking habits or something. Then... I always told them that um, back when I was in high school, like the one of the f- early drinking sessions that we had as like, yeah, first year high school probably, is putting a, a shot of red horse in a glass, then passing it around. Oh, yeah. That, if, if it was, it was up to me, that is a very extremely Filipino thing. Yeah. Only we do that. Like, yeah. Red horse, then it's called paikot. Yeah. But you're gonna give it, toss it around. And they're like, um, red horse isn't supposed to be drank like that. It should, it's per bottle or something. Then you would have people who have never tasted like Hinebra. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, it's what, 30 pesos? It's like, it's too cheap. That's it. Like, what you get in Sari Sari store, they don't, they wouldn't. Like, People who have it. never tasted Emperador, even. Emperador is. Are you kidding me? Is like even middle, middle way. Not even that. I think it's. it Nowadays, that should be a universal thing because I actually know some uh, upper class people who would de- default, by default, buy yeah. that. Yeah. Like when there's no other. Exactly. Yeah. Because Emperador is a pretty Filipino thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty mainstream, quote unquote, yeah. that drink now. But wow. About Tandway? Probably not. Probably not. Probably the only experience people had, some of the people I'm yeah. talking about had with that is like Tandway and Coke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rum Coke. And you know what they call that? It sounds so, it's an ear sore. Tandy Coke. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that. Tandy Coke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, even something 
so <laughs> basic like Tanwai has to be called like Tandiko just for it to be acceptable or some shit. And again, going back to how again, like people's preferences with foreign concepts to Filipino concepts, that also affects me. Because in a way, because for example, this is a bit like, you know, something that's quite petty. If for example, I'm organizing a hangout okay. with some friends because I have different circle of friends. I personally have preferences. I'm the kind of person who wouldn't mind just drinking by the roadside. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't experienced drinking in the streets of Manila. By a sari-sari store at, on a bench? Yes, you, I wouldn't you mind should, that. You should. Any, I, everybody should experience that at least once. But now, because I'm with a certain crowd, okay, wh- what do I have to think? Like, I have to actually, wh- where are we gonna go? Oh, this person, he prefers the club, eh? He, he, prefers, he, pre- he prefers a fancy bar. Yes, let's go to a club for us to talk while we can't hear ourselves because of how loud Ex- the music is. Exactly. Or it has to be some really expensive fancy bar. <laughs> for, but for me, if I'm gonna hang out with my elementary friends, we're game anywhere. Like, I, we could just drink at home, actually. Best place yeah, is at home. At home. But because, again, there are preferences to living a foreign lifestyle, a nightlife. Like authentic Filipino food pulutan. Yes. With like just beer. Yeah. Nothing can match that in my opinion. Yep. And you know, like the high-end bars are gonna try to cook home-style home home food. Comfort food, yeah. quote-unquote. Yeah. And that it's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to explain further. <laughs> but like... I have some friends, well, actually good thing, that they actually enjoy Sisig, to be fair, my uh, some of my high school friends. But... Is this gourmet Sisig? <laughs> it's gourmet. That, that's another thing. Like, yes, yeah, they enjoy Sisig, but I haven't actually asked that. What kind of Sisig? Yeah. Sisig from like, um, Sisig King from somewhere at yeah, U-Belt? Yeah, yeah. Or are we talking about Arakama Sisig? Because those are, again, two different concepts. But you see what yeah, you see what I mean. There's a pattern in our culture, Filipino culture, where we just seem to not appreciate anything Filipino in general. But if you were to put it in a foreign setting, a context with the same kind of element, people appreciate it. For example, again, the street food. Like street food in the US, we like that. Um the hawker stalls in Singapore, yeah. we like that. But in Manila, Oh, fuck. They're just an, they're eyesores. Eyesores. Get, get rid of them. Yeah. They're blocking our pavements and and so on and so on. Not right? paying taxes, whatever. Yeah, exactly. They would say all Yeah, you're, those... you're driving a fucking car and you're complaining how a fishbowl vendor does not pay taxes. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's the sense of, again... Of being so foreign, so foreign to our culture. It's for our to our own to culture. Our culture yeah. is tragic. Like, like if there's one thing about Filipinos, yes, we are. We adapt to different cultures, but at the same time, we become attached to those other cultures. Yeah, we we we're alienated towards our own culture. Yeah, and that's tragic. And usually. Our attempts anyway to try to connect with our roots becomes gourmet. 
Because right now, that's what that's the because hit. people aren't actually ready to face their heritage. They want a like a watered down. It has to be sanitized. Yeah, it has to look fancy. And this is not sanitized in the physical, not, not not actual sanitized, but like culturally sanitized. Yeah, like for example, like gentrified. That's another yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For example, if you go to Poblacion, like there's this um I would I wouldn't mention, but you get the idea that some place would pick pick home aspects of Filipino culture, then try to create something out of it that would appeal to the upper class. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Whether whether we like it or not. Mm. Yeah. This is probably the bleakest. Buwan ng wika and bleakest buwan ng wika tribute ever. And you know what? This is a, probably we haven't ranted for a while, but this is a really yeah. Or uh, yeah, we've been ranting. Yeah, but but this, then but, again, yeah. we're not saying that we're we're not like blaming anyone or anything. Well, except for those who think that Filipino is only for yeah, who explicitly yeah, like says, don't like Filipino just because they're yeah. for like. Drivers or whatever, yeah. Like, fuck you. But anyway, for the yeah. rest, that is not that person or th- those types of people. Yeah. Um, we're explaining this more as um just to explain how things are, and we have to realize that things are the way they are. Yeah. Um, we're not magicians. We don't know how to solve it, but here we are looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. At least yeah. the first part, the first step towards anything is at least. Like recognition of the problem that yeah. there is a problem, and for example, um, for example, I've watched Anthony Bourdain, um, Dane's documentary, and he would have episodes. Uh, there was one episode where he actually featured a Phil Am, a Filipino American who is, I think, from LA, who is actually alienated in both cultures in mm-hmm. the sense that he's alienated in America because he's Filipino yeah, and, and in the Philippines because he's, he's not Filipino, Filipino enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's our ability to adapt can be both a blessing and a curse. So what's happening now is again we don't know where we don't know who we are. Yeah, again it 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 goes back to identity crisis. Yeah. And again it's that's that's what's happening right now. And so again, thank you very much for tuning. <laughs> Can we end on a light note for? <laughs> um. So we are trying to. Uh, we want to end on a light note. So first of all, um, our um our clothing brand. Okay. Sarki. Uh, we're actually going. We're actually in the face. Okay. So it's been there's been a bit of a delay, but we're actually sampling our T-shirt, and basically. Um, our first design actually pokes fun. Yeah. At something. At something. Hint, we're trying to be a streetwear brand. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's trying to be one. <laughs> the hype. The hype beast. The we're hype tr- the hype culture. Yeah, we're trying to um yeah, ride on that. To ride on it while mocking it at the same time. Yeah. Because that's where he- he- comedy gold comes from. Like being being smart enough to ride to, with the trend, but also being smart enough to make fun of it. Yeah. So, and there's actually, um, I don't know if you've seen this. There's this um, Facebook page called um, JP Sears. It's Conscious Comedy. Oh, shit. I don't know that. 
the spiritual life. It's basically he, he pokes fun at like vegans and oh shit. He pokes fun at like, for example, he poked fun lately at um Instagrammers like the quote unquote influencers, and he's also making fun of like um some basically some of these like pretentious people, and he and he does it in such a way that. He has long hair. He really tries to act hippie-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's very um, satirical about it. Yeah, and it's... Um, yeah, you guys should check it out. JP Sears, I think. He's on Facebook and he's also on YouTube. And I think his comedy is called Conscious Comedy. Cause he's I'm gonna to look that up. Ethical. Because he's poking fun at like, oh, the vegans and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's comedy gold. It's intelligent as well. His commentary is actually intelligent, but he pretends to be a certain kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, I get that. For example, he's like um, talking about how to gain Instagram followers. Well, first of all, if you want to be um, popular on Instagram, you have to wear a thong and a bikini. <laughs> and usually, this is some um, Instagram follow. Instagram has been uh, turned into a rela- reality TV show. It, it has, it has. Yeah, and it used to be a luxury of like trust fund kids. And he was like talking, he's like, so here are the tips on how to become popular on Instagram. First, you follow for follow, then unfollow that person. And so on and so oh, forth. Oh, yeah. shit. Fuck. And he also- I hate people like that. <laughs> Who will follow? Yeah, actually what people do now is they will follow you. Then when you check the person that followed you after like a couple of hours... It's they're uh, they've unfollowed you already, just so that you would be like inclined to okay, oh this person followed me, might as well follow back. Yeah, but they're just gonna retract that follow button once you don't notice. I, I it. fell for that like the first time I was using Instagram and my profile was public, and it's like people would like your posts, so it's like oh okay, this is awesome. Like I'm gonna I get to like, try to connect with someone. And it turns out, like, you visit their page, you have, like, 100K followers. And it's like, okay. Then he un- and then that person unfollows me. Okay, I get it. So this is how this is how it works. Yeah. You're trying to play with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, thank you for listening um, to our episode, which has been quite bleak. Yeah. But then again, you, you get the point of what, this is all about. This is about being aware of our own sicknesses and hopefully one day um, look for a remedy, a cure, whatever, a fix for it or just die the way it is. But of course, we're not looking for that. No, like our, our message really is if you're Filipino right now and you're listening to this, be proud. Be proud of where you come from because proud in the right sense. Like just Accept your identity. Accept your identity because I think it's there's we have to understand that Filipino culture is actually rich in terms of like the history of like our ability to we are um everything like our ability to like be innovative back in our days when we were still not colonized. We were a very proud seafaring nation. Yeah. And we are very... Filipino tribal music is amazing. Yeah, and we're very diverse. And for example, like if you look at historical artifacts, you always see a boat. Yeah. Like the Manungal jars, for example. 
or even the balangais. You know, I think that's something that we have to learn more actually and raise awareness of like of like our nation. Like we we were we were actually a civilized functioning society already back then before we were even you know colonized and we need that sense of awakening because for us to move forward with the future it's important for us to as well know the past yeah and it's yeah. like you don't we're not even asking you or anyone to go like full retrograde and like become the most filipino you can it's not about that we're not it's, asking you to be a historian it's about mm-hmm. the first step is acceptance and like not being ashamed of who you are. Yeah. And that starts with the language. Yeah. Like, don't be ashamed of the Filipino language, plain and simple. And actually, in, in general, just be proud as well of who you are as a person. Yeah. That, that's that's what it comes down to. Like, now, like, so many of us seek validation when we should be actually be more introspective. Is that the word? Yeah, when we should be really... Self-awareness, being being self-aware, I think that's more important, more right t- today. And that's what we're really trying to put across in this episode. And because again, it's relevant since it's Buanang Wika, yeah. month of language, we wanted to explore that because this topic actually affects us. It and, does, it does. And this is the goal of our show again, is we want to revolve on topics or explore topics that actually have an impact on us. Like, it's not just something that's very theoretical, very, very, you know, quote-unquote, very intellectually high and all that. We want to make it relatable. And I do hope that for those listening, we're actually trying to speak something that connects with you. And I'm sure some people would be glad that, that they would be hearing this right now because it's real. It's... It's something that, for example, me um, being exposed to, see, being a person who had to learn English first, you know, would really strongly connect to. And I just hope we add value again to your day. And hopefully um, you listen to us while you're on your commute, maybe during work, work yeah. hours, or even when you're trying to unwind after yeah. work. Yeah, that was pretty light. Yeah, <laughs> at least we've made that possible. Yeah, made it some positive. Um, so yeah, um, catch us on Spotify, Patreon, um, iTunes, iTunes, and actually over time, um, as I study, um, using a camera, um, we're gonna start becoming more image, um, centric, image driven, and yeah. hopefully in the long run we can actually vlog our podcasts. Yeah. That's a goal, but um, you know, I'm I'm pretty thank thankful that we've actually reached this point that we're now to our eighth episode. So, I I'm pretty glad that we've we're we're here, and I'm sure that we're not gonna stop and we're gonna keep going until wherever this may lead. And we'd also appreciate the support. Um, if you can pledge on Patreon, and that if you- would be. A tremendous help for us, especially even just for like logistics, just transporting our physical bodies towards the houses of the guests. Don't, yeah, uh, that <laughs> would really help a lot. And in terms of equipment, like, because we want to over time, you know, create better content, yeah. of course, um, for our listeners out there. 
And we actually have a vision. Over time, we want this to be a literally a show. Yeah, it's something, something that is um, valuable to the world. Yeah, and over time, you want to be on YouTube as well. We're considering that. Yep. So your support will go a long way. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much for supporting us again and listening to this episode. We will catch you on the next one, hopefully by the next week. We will make this as weekly as weekly can get. Again, this is Migs. This is Ira. This is where we are. Catch you next time.